right? We're live. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Dirtbag Nation. We officially, officially, officially have a World Series matchup. I'm your host, Tony Rivers. With me, as always, Nate Weeks, episode 19, 2022 World Series, Philadelphia Phillies, Houston Astros. Holy crap. I'll let you take the helm. How did you feel about the ALCS? How did you feel about the NLDS? All right. So with with the the AL sweep. All right. I guess I guess we'll start there with uh-huh. AL sweep. Uh, Houston showed up, and I guess this is a a beleaguered Yankees team. The fact that they didn't get any rest that might have been why they faltered Game One. I I still kind of am salty that. The team wasn't able to get a rest period before the CS. You know, they had to go DS to CS 12 hours. Yeah. That's dirty. So that aside, there's there's something that Houston's bullpen did to the Yankees in the first three games. 41. Hey, mm-hmm. in the first three games. Strikeout Kings. The Houston's bullpen showed up and clicked. They didn't even the, – the back eight didn't have to do any work. Oh, absolutely. It was just a cakewalk after that point. I mean, you look you look at some of the scores, basically, I would say maybe game four was the closest. I mean, you have – well, maybe game two, but I mean – so game one, two to four. Game two, two to three. Fine, you know, all within striking distance. Game three, you just got routed 5-0. You get blinked out. You look, and at that point, especially with game three, your your backs are against the wall, 3-0. You've got, you know, and to finish it out. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta find a way to extend the, the series by being yep. some momentum. Those first two games were it. That was abs- absolutely their opportunity. So then to get blinked out for game three, it seems like more of a stepping on the neck. And then you want to try and come back game four, which I didn't catch all of game one or two. I caught bits and pieces. I caught the half end of uh, game three when I kind of knew that that was a foregone. And then well, I actually watched most of game four, I believe, from the second inning and on. So it went back and forth. It looked good. Yankees started out early, 2-0 lead. You know, ended up 3-0, I believe, at one point. So cool. Then around the fourth, fourth through sixth inning, somewhere around there, all of a sudden Houston just comes comes to life, starts batting in ball, you know, starts batting in runs, I should say, and holds on to that lead. Then it kind of goes a little back and forth, one run each, you know, back and forth. But it ultimately ends up being Houston with how I was saying before, their backs aren't against the wall. They can afford, you know, not saying that they don't want to close them out, but they can afford to lose this game. So for them to have that extra run, you know, that extra run support, like you said, their bullpen on point, you know, and to keep chipping away, you know, the pressure is all on New York or was all on New York. And obviously we saw a sweep, a disastrous sweep. Embarrassing for New York. New York had their moments. It's not like they didn't, you know, they trailed every game in this. No, no, no. They jumped out to a 2-0 lead. uh, They had moments of, all right, we need to keep stringing these hits together, whatever mm-hmm. working. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Houston bullpen found a way to prevent that lineup 
I'm, I think it's, I think that's really what we saw is the bullpen's ability to shut down a hitter's counter, at least or a yes. counter. Especially with that lineup, I want to say, especially given that I saw most of game four, specifically Harrison Bader, he was on point. Anthony Rizzo, on point. Juan Carlo wasn't, wasn't quite. Aaron Judge kind of disappeared too. But again, you have at least four great hitters that you can you should be able to count on. I know Josh Donaldson throughout the whole series was nowhere to be found. He might as well have just stayed in the dugout. Obviously, them bringing up Matt Carpenter, too, was, I don't even want to say in hindsight, a bad move. In foresight, it was a bad move. He was definitely coming off that injured, you know, off the IL. So, I mean, you could have saved that spot for somebody else. You know, there's a couple of different, I guess I'll just leave it at managerial decisions. Obviously, the dude's still got to play. They still got to put the ball in, in play. But there were certain things where the Yankees kind of beat themselves even before Houston beat them. Like you said, they they gave Houston the chance to capitalize not only on their mistakes, but, you know, it just gave them that momentum. And, of course, like I said, the first two games, cool, we can not – be not to be comfortable but we know we know we can go into new york and at least steal one we have the first two we know we can go to new york and at least steal one even if it comes back you know games five six right there that's still four to one yep. you know we're, we're not even worried it, i don't think it was ever in their mind for it to go to seven we i mean i know i said my hope was houston and six just because again probably going to win two in you know, at home, probably at least steal one or fine, even if you lose all three at, you know, in New York or whatever, you know, that, well, I guess technically it would be two, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think they were ever at the point where they were uncomfortable with their own game, if that makes sense. Yeah, Houston, once they found their rhythm, they took control of each game. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, I guess, how you get to the sweep is being able to take control of the game in a way that the Yankees, I like the way you put it, they made a lot of tactical decision-making errors at the managerial level. They put their own foot in their mouth. Talk about foot in the mouth. Can we talk about Aaron Boone for a second in the dome? Can we just Can we just get that out there? I know we're kind of skirting around that. Can we just call the bullshit for what it is is Aaron, like i don't know man i i'm surprised that aaron boone would bring that up comment about the dome talk about the dome like um bro we'll just we'll forget about short porch too we'll just we won't on the yankee side like we won't you know what what's what's that uh you know biblical saying like oh you want to look at somebody else's speck in the eye when you have a plank in your own like bro you have your own shortcomings. Like, don't start getting cute with, with what other people's parts are. You you got the short porch. Like, come on now, come on now. So I thought that was very interesting that that he wanted to, he chose to die on that hill. Of all the of all of the things to bring up, and for all of the you know like for all of the hills to die on. It's such a silly one. <laughs> At this level, man, it's not like during the regular season where, you know what, hey, people are just going to 
chalk it up to you being frustrated and you're just, you know, BSing a response just to get to the next series or to, you know, to the next week, bro, this is the ALCS. This is one of the biggest stages just shy of the actual world series, which is the next stage. So you're pretty much right there at the highest of highs. So just very, yeah, very interesting that you chose, you chose that hill to die on. You took that kind of stance, but um, so I guess before we, we move on to NL, the NLCS, uh, I kind of want to do a little two part more so for Aaron Boone and then more so for Aaron judge specifically since he did kind of disappear. So I'm going to go, I'm going to get to that in a minute, but basically with Aaron Boone um, and our third dirt bag, I know he's been MIA for a while, but I, I was talking to Tyler just before and during game four and he, he had the same sentiment. He's like, I, that was dumb as fuck. I don't know why he said that, that shit about the dome. So he definitely feels Aaron Boone should get the can feels that Cashman should get the can uh obviously there's been rumblings of Derek Jeter coming in he's talking he even talked was hopeful of bringing uh I think uh Andy Petit Corey Posada Derek Jeter and I think Mariano Rivera there's been rumblings I would have to get back with him and see how true there are but basically what's up it seems a little too mythical to have yeah but to have have any sort of rumbling of past success even having their fingerprints on whatever the, the Yankees might do next is okay. So I'll back up. So what he was getting at with that was like, no, Aaron Booth needs to go. Like I said, Cashman needs to go. They need to basically change up whatever they're doing because obviously to be at, at this level or just shy of the highest level. And for that to be the stance you want to take, like, no, something's got to change. So my, the question I was getting at was, do you see Aaron Boone leaving and whether or not they bring any or all or one or whoever of that past Yankee royalty? Do you think that Aaron Boone leaves and they bring somebody else in or they bring one of those four in, especially to, to correct the course, to make that next step forward? Like, what else do they need to do? So right now I see Aaron Boone staying in the job until he falters next season. If the Yankees don't start 23 right, if they don't start on the right foot uh, with a strong start offensively, uh, their bullpen doesn't um, come out and start throwing strikes right off the, you know, if they're not making defensive plays, I think Aaron Boone very quickly finds himself out of a job. Uh, Mid-season? Mid-season. And then I think that's if, if you're if you do a midseason fire, you have no choice but to harken back into the annals of your organization's history and pull out a name like Mariano Rivera, Derek Jeter. Uh, again, they'll they'll be beloved by fans. Can they get the ball club to do the job of winning? A hundred plus with postseason success. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, that's on the manager. Did I manage my men well enough to get us to the ship and win it? Yeah, to the big dance. That's all anyone Absolutely. cares about. Mm-hmm. Your man management. Did he do it? Did he 
put the team in a position to win the ship, yes or no. And Boone unfortunately checks the box for, yeah, he, he put the Yankees in a position to win the ship with the talent they have. So that's why I think I'll be, I will honestly be surprised if he's let go this fall. Damn. Like uh, kind of to echo what you just said, like how I had said earlier, yeah, it's basically up to the players to play the game. He he can, he can only screw up so much before it's egregiously on him. Like even if there's again with that stupid comment statements, but that's aside from him actually deploying his guys on the field. Everybody had every opportunity to put a ball in play. Like I said, aside from really Harrison Bader and Anthony Rizzo specifically in game four, everybody else kind of just disappeared. So that's not really Aaron Boone on, you know, even if you want to say, oh, it's because you put him in this spot of the lineup, blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, well, a dude will still find a way to get to get it done. So with the OBSs of that Yankees team, they're going to get, they're going to find ways to engineer an on-base hit. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with those, those, the just egregious, just egregious amount of strikeouts. Like we're talking three dozen plus <laughs> almost four dozen. Like, what are we doing here? No, like, yeah. So something at the very least I'm in the same camp as you where something needs to be corrected. And if it's not, I guess in a way, if it's not immediate or immediately apparent, then yeah, I think I think the Yankees organization is going to have to make that hard that hard decision. Um, but moving on, moving on to bigger and better things, the Phillies taking it four to one. I did not see that the Phillies on just this mythical tear, making light work of of San Diego. Um, game one was two zero. Padres came back in game two. Eight to five, game three, it was two to four. You know, Padres still fell short, and then obviously game four, Phillies just routed them six to ten. So, uh, you know, for lack of a better word, a lot, a lot of offense still in that Phillies lineup. A lot of life, as far as you know, just putting the ball in play. You know, making making all the right decisions. Um, kind of heart harkening back to their own managerial, you know, how, how do I want to say it's just basically their, um, the situation that they found, found themselves in with Joe Girardi, obviously within his tenure, I believe they were at a 40, 40 to 45% win percentage. So well below 500, they were, they were not looking anywhere near how they do now. And obviously if we were in, even talking about their, uh, post even the immediate post firing of Joe Girardi, I could not have foreseen this immediate 180. So shout out to the manager, the the now acting manager for completely turning that around. And as you said, putting his guys in the best position to go to the ship and win the whole damn thing. So shout out to the Phillies for for making the hard decision when it came to it. The NLCS sucked the winds out of my sails. Yeah. I was so hype on the Padres train. We were going to roll right to Houston. Yeah. 
Look. Yeah, I got to I got to put a note cuz even uh even Tyler was talking about like, "Hey bro, if, if the Padres go, we might have to we might have to finagle away to at least go to a game." I was like, "Okay, I wouldn't yeah, be I too know. mad cuz that's only a 2-hour drive. Like, I could easily make that and just hop down the 15 freeway and you know, find myself in in gas lamp real quick. Like, okay, I wouldn't I couldn't be too mad at that. Like, so in 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 some respects, yeah, I was expecting. I know last pod I I'd said on paper they they looked like a more robust uh, team in a lineup, but it looked like they got the wind sucked out of their cells. They they aside from game two, it looked like Philly's game all the entire the entire series. Philadelphia's batters completely decimated the Philadelphia the the San Diego bullpen. I I don't understand. So when you look at you know, game one, the bullpen gives up all of those runs. They gave up seven runs total in the prior series. They gave, you know, so they just I, the Phillies lineup truly either saw the ball better really did their research at mm-hmm. what they did, but they knew how to hit this bullpen. And guys Absolutely. like Schwarber and Harper are consistent. Mm-hmm. They're getting consistent in the best time of the year to be consistent. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, it's on my last nerve that Bryce <laughs> played for the World Series. You're on the anti-Bryce Harper train, yeah. And now we got an NLCS MVP now, another piece of hardware to add to his trophy case. And God forbid he he get a ring out of that. You know, he gets to hoist the actual commissioner's trophy and possibly get World Series MVP. I mean, that's going to be most likely. Um, so I guess we can move from there. So since we now officially have the matchup, who is, I guess, on both sides of that, who would be your, your World Series MVP uh, likely pick? For me, it's going to be Bryce Harper for if it's the Astros. Uh, I'll probably have to say if it's not Pena, who I didn't I didn't realize was a rookie who's been doing amazing things. He just smacked up the Yankees on his bat alone. So if it's not Pena, because I know he was the ALCS MVP, if it's not him for MVP for the Astros, I would probably say probably a, a tie with Alex Bregman, uh, unless Jose Altuve just all of a sudden comes back from the dead, it's probably going to go to uh, Alex Bregman. Uh, for Phillies, I'd probably just say Bryce Harper. Yeah, when, if Houston wins, and their, you know, their MVP is probably going to be uh, Bregman. And that's the first name that comes to mind for me. But I, uh, I'm i glad you brought up that Penny is a rookie. I didn't know that. Me either. Stellar. Stellar. Dude, yeah, dude came up, I uh, believe – believe he's Puerto Rican as well, if I'm not mistaken. So I think that's where the, the him and uh, Carlos Correa kind of had that connection already. And he, I had heard through the broadcast and stuff during the games that he was telling him, Hey, this is your team. You know, this is your time. Go out there, do your thing, you know, basically instilling confidence in the, in the young guy. And you can see that on full display, obviously this past series. So I, I wouldn't be surprised. And it's always the uh, quote unquote, no names or, you know, the unknown dudes who always show up in the brightest lights. So I wouldn't be surprised if the rookie makes a, makes a giant splash this coming, this coming world series. The world series has such a habit of doing that. Mm -hmm. Uh, It pulls 
the most obscure name on your roster into the 15 minutes of limelight, and they do something incredible. To October heroics. Literally, literally, so many baseball moments have come from guys who are just, you know, it's a one-off. They were literally just on the, they got traded the team. Uh, they were performing well. They were in the lineup and they had a moment and they capitalized. Like, yeah. Tales of this time. Yeah. It's, I think that, oh, that's such a, I think that's a very special thing that baseball does. I think it's why we love to watch the series because mm-hmm. of the unpredictable baseball factor that exists. Absolutely. I'm excited for it, even though I literally have no dog in the Well, I mean, my my heart wanted Philly there anyway, because obviously, you know, like I said, I'm salty about San Diego, but then I also kind of want them to beat the Astros. So that's kind of just my general angle. I know you're anti Bryce Harper, so I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm still excited for for what the series is gonna bring in general. I think it's really gonna be a good overall matchup. Um so now that we're here. Man, I don't know if I want to stick. I don't know if I want to stick with Houston in six because I have them in in San Diego. Now that it's the Phillies, I don't. I don't know if it would still be in six. Uh, but I don't know. I don't think it's a game seven either. I mean, I feel like they would be, especially from what we've been seeing. I feel like they are. They are more evenly matched up than people would like to admit. Uh, I just. I don't know. It just depends. Houston in six feels right. Yeah. I don't think this is going to be a seven-game series. I think that Houston – I don't even know. I think the Phillies – I think uh, Schwarber is going to slap a few deep balls like he does. Uh, Bryce Harper will follow suit, and they'll pull two games down. But that's all they're going to get. And I'm pretty sure that Houston's going to roll four first. So I'm going four – Four and two, six-game series. I like Houston winning. I want Houston winning. Can't I want Houston winning. Oh, yeah. Hot take. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, Houston know. versus everybody. Nate versus the world over here. Oh, you know? It's hey, like, man, you're going to be welcome. Gonna, hey, just go down to Houston. You'll be welcome. I'll start banging a trash can, I guess. I know, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, so, basically, you're expecting – the, their home games because I'm sure it's going to be the first two are in Houston two two and then three so basically each team will win respectively at home and then Houston obviously will just close it out. Yeah, they'll find a way. I can see that. Uh, I would like to say Philly steals one, but then again that would basically uh, just lead right into seven games because I, I don't see Houston letting that up. I don't think they're going to let three or four slip like that, especially in a row. Uh, it's kind of like how you're saying last pod though is basically just up to whatever team wants to get that 2-0 lead or 2-1 or you know whoever gets that advantage because obviously we saw specifically with the Phillies right when they got that that 2-1 lead on the series it just they just ran away with it I mean Houston basically had the cakewalk as well with that 2-0 lead the first two games in Houston and then the next two at Yankee Stadium were foregone conclusions you know again the Yankees disappeared so uh, I could I could agree to that as well. I think uh, my head my head says Houston in six as well. My heart wants the Phillies. I don't know when 
and how many, but my heart wants Philly. That's just how I feel. In, um, in the off chance yeah. that Philadelphia wins the series, it's in seven plus extra. Oh, you're talking about and extra innings? You're talking yep. about a low scoring seven Weird. games and then one of the games extra? Ooh. Absolutely. I'm talking that would be seven wild. goes to 10 innings, 11, maybe 12. Like, it'll be, it. you know, it won't get resolved in nine. Mm-hmm. That is, okay, so if, if this, if any of those games end up this way, you need to hop on a plane immediately and go to freaking Vegas and I'll meet you there because we're about to clean house because there ain't no way Cause yeah, if you're if you're gonna be Nostradamus over here, then we need to get you at a damn blackjack table. Yeah, and, and we need to yeah, Rain Man in this bitch or something, bro. You need to <laughs> we need to figure that out. Okay, I like that. I like that uh that perception of it. Okay, so then moving forward, kind of going back to how I was saying about Aaron Boone and Judge. So now with Aaron Judge, obviously officially in his off season, do you think we'll hear anything at winter meetings or is this going to be like a mid season deal where I don't think he'll, he'll take a, a year extension to figure it out. I mean, obviously he's a full on free agent. He's going to get the Brinks truck thrown at him completely pretty. I'm sure even the second that he was, you know, watching the Astros celebrate on Yankee state, you know, on the field, I'm sure he was getting the texts and stuff from his, agent and stuff like hey bro we got 17 offers this that the other you know triple x amount of millions for seven plus year whatever blah 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 like i'm sure they were just coming down the pipeline what kind of deal do you take if you're aaron judge what kind of team because now that you're in a free agency market you've demonstrated that you're uh, in october yeah Granted, I would have liked to see him perform a little bit better in his mm-hmm. against Houston because I think that hurt his stock a little bit, sincerely. Yeah. But it's not the end of the world because he show he he showcased enough of his ability to say we can win a ring if you bring me in, and so. For the fact that I think right now, the uh, one of the rumors that I was reading was that the Giants, San Fran, they want to open up the vault and just dump it into his lap. So they have the room, they have the space. They're definitely in that rebuild. Aside from the one hundred whatever win season that they had last year, they're definitely within that space. I mean, they I'm sure they're going to let a lot, a lot of their. Uh, other recent acquisitions go. I'm not sure if Jock Peterson is under contract, I believe maybe for two or three years, but a lot of these dudes, it's only a handful of years. It's not going to be, you know, he'll probably be the biggest name. I mean, wherever he goes is going to be the biggest name, but he's going to be the biggest contract that they could possibly be looking for. If it is them, I mean, five years minimum, it's got to be at least seven. I don't know. I don't know if he was, if he's the kind of guy that's going to sign for 10, 13, and stick with one team, I think he's more going to go for the the annual value over anything as opposed to like, oh, just give me 13 years and 300. Like, I'd rather take five to seven and give me 250. Like, I want I want more, more bang for my buck out of it. And obviously get another 
another crack at a at free agency, even if it is more towards the tail end of his career. And I think that's what's attractive, or maybe you know that's what his camp views as the attractive way to play out the career is. You know, every seven, eight years, we say, "Hey, what's the best chance to go get another ring?" If we, you know, we still we got a we got some jewelry these knuckles need. So, mm. how I I think that's a very poignant observation about Judge because I I think it's very on brand on par for the fact that he is the kind of player that is going to take shorter, more guaranteed money deals. He doesn't want some mythical uh, Bryce Harper or Juan Soto contract where all of this money isn't even guaranteed. No, no. I'm Aaron Judge. I want my money up front because I mm-hmm. do. Yeah. Bring the Brinks truck. Give me the keys. It's mine. I see y'all which I've heard rumblings as well that Bryce Harper's contract is underrated, which, or undervalued especially at this point which i i could agree with because i believe he is he's a 300 million dollar man i i could say i could see that however compared to some of these other contracts that we've seen i I guess that's where you can make that comparison but kind of going back to your original point yeah aaron judge is definitely going to be looking for max value up front regardless of whether or not if it is the Giants, let's, you know, let's just run with that for a minute. If that, that is where he decides to go, you know, he's obviously going to be there for enough time for a rebuild. So he's going to get max value out of it as far as financials and to be able to be at the forefront or the, be the centerpiece or whatever have you of that rebuild and to have something, whether or not he has an actual say in how that forms, you know, he's definitely going to be the integral piece. He's definitely going to be that, that centerpiece. Um, Obviously, he was the centerpiece of what the Yankees' offense was this year. Um, I would say, in a way, they definitely would fall apart. They wouldn't be all of a sudden like a 60-win team if he leaves, if and when he leaves. They definitely won't be a 100-win. A, a I think they'll still at least be competitive, probably like the Blue Jays, maybe the Rays, you know, that 80-plus win. They'll still crack 500 for sure. You know, they'll probably get at least – flirt with 90 wins you know still make it a a very very positive season but that departure that wins above replacement is definitely a real thing so for wherever he goes he's definitely going to be that centerpiece as he was as he was with the Yankees so if that's if that's the main team I I mean I can't really I can't really say where else he would go I don't think he would go I mean well that is a National League team I, I can't really see where else he might go I mean who else? Who else? I mean, everybody could use him, but who has the kind of purse? Yeah, that's that's the real question: is who has the money to afford him right now? And there are not that many teams that have the cap space available to bring him on for the deals he wants or deals he's worth. Yeah, that's Buku Bucks, no matter where, whether that's. I mean, I know it's not going to be L.A., but, like, basically you're talking about those kind of teams that just have an endless, bottomless pit of money, you know, to throw at every every and any free agent that comes by their way. So it's it's only going to come down to a handful of teams. 
And I would kind of like how you were saying uh, before about Juan Soto, only reason really that the Padres got him, not saying that they're cheap now, because obviously they've shown that they can spend, but, you know, they acquired him through trade. Obviously, that's going to be another thing that comes up is how they decide to extend or just outright pursue him. So it's like that kind of plays a part too. other teams have their certain players that, you know, are going to be coming up that either they're going to sign extend for a massive amount of money or could be in play, you know, could be just shoring up that cash to maybe make an offer. I mean, it's regardless, it's going to be, it's going to be a crazy winner. I don't, I've even heard a little tidbit about the angels, but only because obviously you have this whole Otani possibly going, you know, obviously, you know, he has that year that he got the extension, but after that, I mean, how we mentioned before, you might as well flip him. Since you have that year of control, you might as well flip. So what does that look like? Do you just trade him for picks, for a massive amount of picks? That way you can get, you know, on the cheap. Do you go for cash considerations to make a play for somebody like Judge? Like, there's a couple of different options that that different teams have at their disposal. Um, it's just going to really come down to what what the other free agents, like how those negotiations come by. Because I think that's really what's going to start whittling down. Because right now, all 30 teams want him all 30 teams are basically going to be gunning for him. Even if you say you're not, you're basically at least going to keep your eye on like, Oh, well, how much does he want? Do we have, you know, you're kind of looking at your payroll. Like, that hey, bro, what you want? Yeah. You're not going to just, Oh no, we're good. Well, no, we're fine. We're not going to like, if you have a chance to get him, you're going to, you're going to shoot for him at least. So. Yeah. We uh, entertain the idea of love at, at the very least. At the very least, so regardless, it's going to be a crazy winner. Uh, that'll probably be at least another episode. We'll break that down whenever whenever the news comes down. But aside yeah. from that, I got nothing else. I'm just I'm really just excited for this World Series and obviously Game winter one. meetings and all that stuff that's going to be coming up for 23. Game one tomorrow night, 803. Mm-hmm. Friday, more Friday night baseball. Love it. I'm here for it absolutely okay so i guess we'll re we'll reconvene i guess post world series i mean we'll just see how how far it goes and what kind of heroics and you know just another epic chapter in mlb history what it comes down to so i got nothing else if you got nothing else no saved rounds okay very well all right then people appreciate you listening watching whatever you guys got to do 